Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Welcome today to Spotlight. Today is a show number two focusing on empaths. And I felt really called to focus on empaths with the holidays coming up. We've got so many opportunities as empaths to be around different people and to take on different emotions and also to make a positive impact. If you didn't catch my show last week, last week was all about tools, tips, and techniques to be able to shield up as an empath. What does that mean? Well, shielding up means to stay in your own energy center. Rather than taking on all these emotions and stresses of the people around you at the grocery store as you're out shopping for gifts or as you're at family gatherings, you're able to stay in your own heart center. You're able to recognize what emotions are yours and what are other people's and have tools and techniques and tips to be able to shield up to stay in your energy center. So if you didn't hear that show, if you missed it, you can go to Voice America. You can can search Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson show, and you can listen to that. Again, that was the episode um, from last week where we talked about how to shield up or tips and tools or ways to shield up as an empath. Today, we're going to talk about some gifts that you have as an empath. So often I hear people talk about being an empath, like it's a weakness, like it's a huge problem. Well, I just am an empath. I take on so many things. Well, like anything, being an empath can be a weakness or a strength. You can use that in either way. It can be a curse or a gift. So I'm going to focus and address today on why being an empath is such a huge gift, how you can use your skills and this natural gift that you've been given to have these heightened sensations and emotions and feelings to be able to make a positive impact in the world rather than just considering it a weakness. So I'm really excited today to share that with you. But first of all, I think it's really valuable and important to identify what is an empath. Are you an empath? Do you know somebody who's empathic? This is kind of hard to measure. We can go in and there are certain chemical tests that you can take. Blood can be drawn to see if you have certain traits or if you have certain characteristics in your genes or in your blood. We can't do that with an empath, right? Um, There are certain tests you can take to see, are you OCD? Are you ADHD? And these are all just labels. It's my belief system that putting a label on something can be good or bad, right? And it all depends on how we look at it. Well, with an empath, it's not really something that you go into a psychologist or you go and take a test to find out with your doctor, am I empathic or not? Is there some kind of medication for being an empath? Well, there's not. But there are some tools and tips that you could use. And oftentimes, it is also my belief, this is Allison's belief, that empaths are misdiagnosed with other diseases or disorders because of the amount that they're feeling. And some medications can actually turn off some of those feeling centers, some of those receptors in our brain that cause you to be less empathic, but that's not always a good thing. So first of all, I just want to go through a quick checklist that may help you identify if you're empathic or not. Now, there's another term out there that's um, being used more and more, and that's called HSP, highly sensitive person. So 
HSPs are often empaths and empaths are often HSPs. HSPs are just people that have heightened receptors. So their visual receptors are heightened. This is where um, HSPs are more sensitive to visual stimulation like colors and um, scenery and different things. Again, this can be a really great thing. HSPs are often have heightened sound sensitivities. So loud sounds can often be really uh, a lot for people who are HSPs, but they're also able to hear and enjoy sounds so much more. And HSPs often are more sensitive to emotions or feelings that are in the room, like empaths are. So signs that you're an empath are oftentimes you feel like when you're in a group of people or even with another person, you somehow take on their emotions. So if you're with somebody who's feeling really angry, you start to feel that tenseness or that anger within you. You start to feel their frustration. If you're with somebody that's feeling really sad, you may notice that for some reason you're feeling sad. Or if you're with somebody who's really happy, you may notice for some reason you're feeling happy. And um, these can be signs that you're an empath. Empaths oftentimes, if they're around a lot of people, they need alone time afterwards. So uh, oftentimes empaths are mislabeled as introverts. Now, not all empaths are introverted, but a lot of the times they need that alone time to be able to rejuvenate, to regenerate. So I consider myself an empath. I run huge events, retreats. There's a lot of emotions going on, a lot of things with people. And luckily, I've learned techniques to be able to shield up so I can stay in my own energy center. But after being around those people, after running a retreat, I just need a day alone. I need a day just to get back into my center, to have quiet, to be able to regenerate and rejuvenate myself in that time. So that can be a sign that you're an empath too. Empaths sometimes feel tired when they're around a lot of people or when they're around a lot of energy. So sometimes empaths, after going to a large concert or somewhere where there's just a lot of energy, they need time to rest. I remember for myself going to some of these big Tony Robbins events, and I love Tony Robbins. He's um, been a great guru and a mentor for me, even though there's a video that says, I'm not your guru. I would go to these big events where there'd be 11,000 people or even 15,000 people and everybody's, you know, yelling and, and hands are up in the air and there's so much energy. And after these events, a lot of the times I find that I need some rest. I need nap times or even during the event, I need to just go take a break and close my eyes for a few minutes. So these are all signs that you could be an empath. Um, there are some really great signs that you're an empath too. And I want to cover some of these right now. And I want to talk about how to enhance these gifts and these tools as an empath in order to make a greater impact on the world. Something I talked about in the last show is this idea of being a sponge or a lighthouse. So as an empath, you can either be a sponge absorbing everybody's energy around you. And if you think of a sponge, when you buy it brand new at the store, it's really light, it's airy, you know, um, it hardly weighs anything. And then as you put it in the dishwater, the dirty dishwater, it soaks up that water, it becomes heavy, it soaks up all the things around it. And then that sponge becomes heavy and weighty. And if it's not wrung out, then it even starts to, to rot or to stink a little bit. And this is kind of how I view empaths that are taking on a lot of energy and that aren't taking time to clear themselves or that aren't aligned and staying in their energy centers, right? If you're an empath, you know what I'm talking about. You start to absorb everybody's 
emotions around you. You start to take it on. You start to feel really heavy, and you may even feel some of those stinky emotions inside of you, those things that come up that are undesirable that you don't want. And, um, and that's one way to live as an empath. Now, another way to view yourself as an empath is a lighthouse. So when you're clear on what your gifts are and when you have the tools to be able to stay in center with your gifts, empaths have this great ability to shine a light, to be a lighthouse. And if you think about the analogy of a lighthouse, a lighthouse is there. It's on a hill. It's shining a light out. And there's these ships that are coming. The purpose of a lighthouse is to keep the ships out of trouble, to keep them away from the rocks. Now, the ships use the lighthouse as that beacon to be able to guide them to be able to keep them safe. And as an empath, you can do the same. You can be shining so much love and light that anybody that comes within a radius, if you can feel that love and light, um, they can stay away from negative emotions or things that might weigh them down. And that's when you're acting as that lighthouse. So we're going to talk about some ways today in which you can be that lighthouse, some things that I have used in my own life. And over the past over a decade that I've done with energy work and life coaching and doing events and working with thousands of empaths and being able to be this lighthouse, these are the things that I've learned that really help them be able to be a lighthouse and that can help you or the people you know as an empath to make a positive impact on the world and be that lighthouse. So one of the traits of being an empath is heightened intuition. So heightened intuition. And I wrote the book, Soul Intuition. This is something that I'm passionate about that I've learned how to tap into. Now, as an empath, intuition allows you to be able to have a knowing or a feeling, a perception of what's going on in other people's lives and in the world around you. So let's talk about what it means to be highly intuitive, okay? So, again, you just know things. Maybe you don't know specific thoughts or actions, but you may be able to perceive the emotions surrounding them. So, for example, if you're around somebody that's had a tough past, as an empath, you'll be able to understand or pick up on some of that hurt and pain. Um, If someone is feeling really excited about their future, um, as an empath, using your intuition, you'll be able to sense some of that hope and that excitement for the future. Um, it, it is, if someone's feeling like they're in love, you may feel some of that love and be able to understand and acknowledge that love in somebody else. So how do you use this intuition to be able to make a positive impact and to help the people around you? Well, something that I've done is when I'm around somebody and I've noticed maybe I'm feeling emotions of sorrow, even if they aren't uh, expressing those physically, they aren't saying I'm feeling really sad, but I'm around this person and I somehow start feeling sad myself. The first thing I do, and this was one of the tools I talked about in the last radio show, is ask myself, is this sorrow, is this sadness that I'm feeling coming from me? Is it mine or is it theirs? And you get can get really good at identifying if it's yours or if it's somebody else's if you just keep asking this question every time you have an emotion come up. Now, some signs that it might not be your emotion is if you have no reason to feel sad. Maybe you're having a great day. Maybe you're feeling really good. And all of a sudden, you go out to lunch with a friend or you're spending time with a relative and you start to feel really sad. And it's asked, why am I feeling sad? Is this sorrow coming from me or from them? 
Now, if you feel like it's coming from them, there are some really great gifts about being an intuitive. Other people around you that aren't empathic, other people that are around them who aren't empathic or intuitive might not be able to pick up that they're feeling sad. But you can start asking some questions. How are you feeling? And they might give you an answer like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling fine. And you might just ask, well, how are you really feeling? And if it's somebody I know well, I might even say something like, how are you feeling? I'm sensing some heaviness or some sorrow right now from you. Is, is that just me or, or is there something going on? Now, when somebody is able to identify or approach or ask you a question like this when you're feeling sad, it makes you feel safe to be able to share it. Well, thank you for noticing that. And, and oftentimes, I find that people around me, when I start asking questions, when I start diving into this, they feel really understood and really loved. They really like that somebody is able to understand that they're feeling sad, even if they aren't able to express that outwardly. Now, here's where being an empath can be kind of a weakness at times. Maybe you're sensing that somebody is really sad, and you ask them that question. They say, no, I'm fine. I'm feeling great. And maybe you just know, because you're highly intuitive as an empath, that that's not true, that they are struggling, that they are feeling sad. One of the, the things that I've come to learn is it's not my job to make them confess their sorrow to me, <laughs> to, you know, to try and try and coax that out of them. If they aren't ready to share it, I just say, oh, okay, well, thanks. Well, I was, I was just wondering about that. I just want to let you know that if you ever want to talk about it, I'm here, um, you know, if you ever are feeling sad. And that just gives them permission to be able to feel what they're feeling and then also come to you if they, if they want to express or share more. Um, I remember growing up, it was really interesting with this idea of being highly intuitive as an empath. Sometimes I would pick up on other people's emotions. I would be able to understand how they were feeling. And I would ask them questions like this. And I oftentimes find that I just knew when somebody needed extra help. I just knew when they needed a hug. I just seemed to know when um, somebody needed me to, to give them a word of affirmation or send them an encouraging text. But as an empath, I've also had to realize that not everybody around me is empathic. And oftentimes, empaths feel like, wow, I get everybody else. I understand what they're going through. How come nobody's getting me? How come nobody knows when I'm feeling sad? And I kind of had this expectation for a while growing up that people would just know when I was sad, that I wouldn't need to tell them. They would just somehow know like I knew when they were feeling sad. But uh, I remember my mom telling me this one time as a teenager. She said, Allison, not everybody has your same gifts. And you need to learn how to use communication and your words to express how you're feeling to people because they aren't always going to pick up on it like you pick up on it. So that's something as an empath, if you start to feel like, wow, I'm always the one that shows up for everybody else. I'm always the one doing the kind thing. I'm always the one writing the nice letter. I'm always the one asking the questions. You can look inside and ask yourself, am I able to express how I'm feeling to others or am I just expecting them to know it 
like I know it about them. So that's a little little side note. But there's some other ways that you can use this heightened gift of intuition to really impact other people around you and also help your own life. One of the things that I've noticed brings me the most joy as an empath is to be able to help other people. And, I'll, and that's another trait of an empath that I'll get to in a moment. So something, some way, one way that I use my intuition to be able to help me as an empath to impact more people for good is sometimes I'll just ask myself the question in a quiet moment of meditation at the beginning of the day, who can I help today? Or who can I show up for today? Or what can I do for the people or a person that I love today? And I just take a moment and listen. And oftentimes, somebody's name will come to my mind. Oh, well, so-and-so, you know, could really use an encouraging text today. Or, wow, this child of yours could really use a hug today. And then I just follow up on that. I follow up, and most of the time, I really get some powerful responses from that. I've had some great experiences. I want to share one of them with you now. Um, as an as an empath and being highly intuitive, I remember one time I was actually at a store and I had just finished eating lunch with my son. It was one of those places where you can eat lunch and then they sell goodies, kind of like a bakery and cute little aprons and things like that. And I just finished eating lunch with him and it was time to go. And as I was standing in line to check out to pay for my food, I was standing by the pastries and I noticed it was springtime that there were some beautiful sugar cookies that were displayed of butterflies and flowers. And as I looked at these sugar cookies, I just got this knowing or this thought in my mind that a friend of mine would like some of those sugar cookies that I should bring some to her. And as often happens, we try and talk ourselves out of this. I I thought, well, gosh, I don't really have a lot of time right now. Would this just be weird if I just showed up at her door with these cookies? It's just her and her husband. Do they even eat sugars? All these things are going through in my mind. Well, again, as I looked at those sugar cookies, just this feeling, this knowing, this intuitive thought, bring her some sugar cookies arose again. And so I decided to listen to that. I ended up getting the sugar cookies, and on my way home, I stopped by her house and knocked on her door. And uh, it took her a while to answer the door. She answered the door. There were just tear streaks down her face. And she took one look at the cookies, and she just started crying. And I thought, oh, no, what's going on? What's happening? Well, she beckoned me into her home and she took a moment to gather herself together so she could talk. And she said, thank you so much for coming over. She said, just yesterday, I found out that my sister, who's been struggling with mental illness, committed suicide. And I was just in agony. And I was wondering, did my sister know that, that I loved her? Does she still love me? Did I do enough? And in this agony, I cried out and prayed to, to God in the universe, just give me a sign that at least lets me know that, you know, my sister felt my love and that she still loves me even though she took her life. And she said shortly thereafter, she heard the knock at her door and there I stood with the sugar cookies. And she said that every single time her sister would come into town to visit, she would stop at that exact bakery where I'd gotten those sugar cookies, that exact store, and she would pick up whatever beautiful sugar cookies that they had baked that were in season and she'd bring them to her house and they would eat them together. And so this was a sign to her that her sister loved her. Now, as an empath, I was so thankful that I had that intuitive thought, that somehow that frequency from my friend 
had traveled through time and space, and I had absorbed that or I had felt that in my heart, and then I had gotten that intuitive thought, and then I followed through on it. Now, if you're an empath and you're listening to this, you may be thinking of an experience right now similar to mine, an experience where you just had a thought or an idea to do something for somebody. Maybe that was really powerful for them. And as an empath, my encouragement would be to continue to listen to those thoughts, to continue to listen to your intuition, to continue to ask, how can I show up and help other people? Because the second sign that you're an empath that I want to talk about today really brings you a lot of of joy is that you love to be helpful and that you're naturally helpful. And because you're an empath, you're so in tune with people's feelings that you want to help them a lot. You can sense when someone needs help and you can also sense the gratitude when when someone is being helped. And whether you are doing this consciously or subconsciously, that gratitude, feeling other people's joy for having helped them it empowers you, it feeds you, it lights you up, and it fulfills you and makes you feel fulfilled, like you're doing a good work on this earth, like you're fulfilling your purpose here. So when you can ask and seek and look and intuitively feel when others need your help and then step forward with those actions and be naturally helpful, you're going to receive a lot of fulfillment from that. So this not only helps other people, but it also helps you. As an empath, there's so many opportunities that we have to take on negative emotions or to feel overwhelmed or to, to, to feel like this sponge absorbing everything. But you also have that opportunity to step out of that Rojosa sponge and to be a lighthouse. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe one of the things that you can do is look and see who around you can help. Now, maybe intuitively this will come to you, but even if intuitively you aren't feeling a certain calling to help a specific individual, just being able to look around you for somebody that might need help or somebody that might need encouragement and following through on that can give you a grand sense of fulfillment, can give you a sense of purpose and a being. So as we enter the holiday seasons, there's lots of opportunities that you have to help other people. So look for ways to help. And some of the ones that I've loved in, as, in the past being involved in as an empath include the following. You might want to write some of these down because these could be good ideas that you can follow that you can use to be naturally helpful to other people and that can help you feel positive and influenced and enlightened as an empath. Um, one of the traditions that I had when my kids were little that I absolutely loved is we would pick a family in our community and we were highly involved in the community, but we would go to the community center and we'd say, who's, who's a family that's in need of help? And they had a list of families that came to the food bank and things and, um, and families that were asking for help. And so they felt comfortable comfortable or confident in sharing that information because they were asking for help. They would share with us the name of somebody who needed a little extra help around the holiday season. And I would go with my kids and my ex-husband and we would go to the grocery store and we would get a full Thanksgiving meal for them, a turkey, potatoes, uh, ingredients to make pies, rolls, uh, cranberry sauce. And we would together, we'd put together a box. And then we would go to their home a couple of days before Thanksgiving, usually at night when it was dark, and we'd leave the box on the door, we'd ring the doorbell and run away. <laughs> we'd have some little note saying something like, uh, you, you are so loved, or thank you for all that you're doing um, 
in the world right now. And sometimes, most of the time, we actually didn't ever hear back from people about the effects of that, right? We just felt good helping people and knowing that we were giving back in the community. But there was one specific incident where we picked a family and we brought over this Thanksgiving dinner. It was a mom. She was a single mom. She had three kids. She just lost her job. She was living in a very rundown house. They were struggling to keep their power on. And, um, and we happened to know them through the community as well. So we already knew who they were. We left the box and we ran away. We didn't think anything of it. We felt really good. Well, we happened to be at a community church that next Sunday. And, um, and I overheard this lady talking with a group of other women. And she said, you know, I was feeling so sad and so lonely around the holiday season recently. And a couple of nights ago, I got a knock on my door and there was a box with a Thanksgiving dinner and a note that says, you are loved. And in that moment, I just remembered that I am loved, that people have my back, and I'm so thankful for that. And I never told her it was us, but just the feeling that I got as she was talking was so incredible. That gratitude that filled my soul, the love that filled my soul. And as an empath, you have so much more ability to feel that from people, to feel that gratitude and that love. And when they feel loved, you feel loved. And so that's that's one of the things we've done. Another thing around the holidays, so so easy and transformational, makes such a huge impact, is to go out and serve the homeless community. Bring water, bring food, bring blankets. Um, we had a chance with my husband's brother. He does a lot of work with the homeless, and, and we went a couple of uh, seasons ago on uh, close to Christmas, and we got a whole bunch of blankets that we just bought at the store. And there was a group of us, and we went and we handed out these warm blankets to people around the holiday season and just seeing people's smiles as they received the blankets, seeing how grateful they were. And then we stopped to listen, to really talk to people who were struggling to see them as human beings and to feel their hearts. And one of the things as empaths that I've noticed is a lot of empaths struggle with serving people who they feel like are struggling because they don't want to feel that struggle. They don't want to feel that hurt. They feel uncomfortable when people feel uncomfortable. But if you can step out of that feeling of being uncomfortable and step into the feeling of helping and of loving other people, it can bring such a huge reward to you as an empath, um, just the warmth and the gratitude that you feel as you help other people. Um, there's all this soup kitchens to serve at. Uh, this year, I was talking with my husband and we said, wow, there's so many opportunities to serve, but let's think about somebody who might need emotional service this year, somebody that may be feeling lonely. And we thought of a friend of ours who is recently going through a divorce and separation, doesn't have her kids this year for the Thanksgiving holiday. And um, we're actually spending some time with her this week, just going and listening and going out to lunch and just offering love and support and encouragement. And those are some beautiful ways that as an empath, you can be a lighthouse. And again, remember that if you're in that sponge mode, if you're viewing being an empath as a weakness, you view all these things that are happening around you and all these people that need things as overwhelming. But when you step into that space of being a lighthouse, when you step into the space of thinking about how are other people's emotions impacting me and start thinking about how can I impact other people, that mode of being a lighthouse, of offering help to people can bring you such a huge adrenaline rush and reward as an empath and can also really impact the people around you. All right. It's almost time for us to go to break. As you're on break, I really just 
if you feel like the things that I've been saying have struck a chord with you, if you feel like you're in high, you're highly intuitive, if you love helping other people, my encouragement to you would just be to ask this question as we go into break. Who needs my help today? Or who can I help today? Just ask this question. Is, and while we're on break right now, just have a pen and a piece of paper ready and jot down a name or two that comes to your mind. Make a commitment to yourself of something that you're going to do to help that person, whether it's to send a text or drop off a meal or just provide emotional encouragement or love in the form of going to their house and giving them a hug. Decide what it is that you're going to do to help that person. And when we come back, we're going to talk about more signs that you're an empath of ways that you can step into the strengths of being an empath, of being a lighthouse rather than a sponge. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. If you're just joining us, I'm Allison H. Larson, and today's show is all about the empowered empath. Ways to view yourself as an empath as being a gift and not a weakness. If you're just joining us, we went over the signs that you could be an empath, including that you feel like you take on other people's emotions. You may feel tired after being in large groups of people or like you need a rest. 
Um, but there are some great gifts too. There are some great signs that you are an empath and ways that you can use those. We've talked about being highly intuitive. Empaths are often highly intuitive. You just seem to know how someone's feeling, know when somebody needs something. Um, another sign that you're an empath is that you love to help people. Because when they feel good, you feel good. And research has actually shown that when you do an act of kindness, it boosts the level of chemicals, happiness chemicals, such as serotonin, in the person's brain that you're helping, but it also boosts those chemicals within you as well. And if you're an empath, that's even more heightened. You feel even more joy from serving other people. And oftentimes, empaths report feeling a sense of purpose and fulfillment when they're in service of other people, when they're helping other people, because it gives them such a high from helping other people. So we talked about ways you can help people. Well, here's another powerful and positive sign that you're an empath is that you're highly observant. (laughs) So one of my favorite shows to watch, and my kids watch, I think, every episode like five times. But one of my favorite shows to watch is the show Psych. And on this show, Psych, and for those of you who haven't seen it, it's about these two quirky uh, people acting as detectives. And what makes them so good is he says, well, I'm a psychic, but in actual reality, he's not psychic. He's just very highly observant. He's taught to be highly observant, and he appears just to know things. I'm doing the air quotes with my fingers, to know things. And in reality, he's just highly observant about them. So um, actually, if you watch that show, that's a great example of somebody who's an empath, who's using their skills as an empath to not only know how people are feeling emotionally, but being highly observant in order to to get clues or results. And they usually are solving some kind of mystery on the show and he sees these different, observes these different clues around him and watches how people are acting and reacting and comes to a conclusion and solves a mystery based on this. Well, being an empath, you're highly, highly observant. You're observant about how other people are feeling, how they're acting. Empaths have really high EQs. Now, there's IQ, which is your emotional intelligence, and e- or IQ, which is your actual intelligence in your brain, and EQ, which is your emotional intelligence. So, a lot of studies have actually shown that people that have high EQs or emotional intelligence, they're able to understand how people are feeling, and they're able to observe and see things in their environment. People with high EQs often have more success in their jobs and life. They often feel more happy because they're able to have better relationships when they're in a mode of being able to observe people. Okay, so that's an example. So do you notice things, right? Do you notice what people are wearing? Do you notice if somebody's gotten a haircut or change their makeup? Do you notice your environment? Maybe you notice if something's out of place in the environment. Maybe you notice if something's wrong in the environment, or you notice the beautiful things about your environment too. This observation can lead to a lot of beautiful things and ways that you can positively impact the uh, the world. So, um, as an empath, you might even be able to observe little things like if somebody's nails are painted or if somebody's smiling more or that they're wearing a beautiful uh, perfume. And you also notice if there's behavior changes in people. So maybe you notice somebody at work suddenly is seeming to be depressed or working less. 
um, you can sense how things make someone feel. So something as an empath that I'm always really observant is how do other people's actions affect the emotions of the individuals around them? So uh, I often, as an empath, I'm highly observant to people working around me. One of the things that I've had a lot of compassion for lately are like the steward and stewardesses on the, the, the airplanes having to ask people to wear their masks all the time. And it doesn't matter what my personal beliefs are about masks, but I'm, I'm always thinking, well, gosh, how would it feel to have to ask somebody to repeatedly put up their mask? <laughs> how would it feel to have somebody that's being resistant or that's, um, you know, causing difficulties? How would that feel? And, and oftentimes empaths are considered peacemakers. They value harmony and peace because they see how emotions can influence or affect the room around them. So as a harmony maker, a peacekeeper, there's some great ways that you can use your gift as an empath to help people around you. So one of the things that I've noticed is that empaths can create the mood of their environment. So as an empath, you may notice little things that might make a difference in your environment. So in your home, lighting a candle may make an impact when somebody comes in because they have this beautiful smell or the lighting. Maybe you notice that there's certain lighting that creates a certain or specific mood or certain furniture that you can have in a certain way that's going to impact or influence things. So one of the ways that I've used my gift of being an empath is to influence this environment. And I've moved around a lot, especially in the past couple of years. I travel a lot. I've been to, just in the past year, multiple different countries, Mexico, Costa Rica, Guatemala, some of them more than once, um, Dominican Republic. And as I go into these different places, no matter what environment I'm in, I'm able to make little changes to make people feel more loved and more comfortable in that environment. And this has served me really well in my home. So lots of times people will come into my home, no matter where I'm living, and they'll say, wow, this is so beautiful. I just feel really good here. Well, why do they feel good there? It's because of the little touches, the little things that I've been able to create as an empath that I know are going to impact somebody for good, that I know are going to help them to feel more comfortable and help them to feel more loved. Being highly observant can also allow you to observe behavior changes in the people you love. If you're observing a behavior change, then you can start asking questions. Uh, Are you feeling okay? I've noticed that um, you're walking a little bit slower with your head down today. I just am curious. Is everything okay? Maybe you notice when somebody gets their nails done or gets their hair cut. And how good does it feel when somebody notices a change that you've made about you? And being a highly observant empath, being able to say to somebody, wow, did you just get a haircut? <laughs> I remember I was doing a Zoom call with my dad the other day. And I just said, dad, wow, did you just get a haircut? Your hair looks really good. And he said, wow, I just got a haircut today. Thank you for noticing. And it just made him feel good. And because he felt good, I felt good because I'm an empath. <laughs> so creating that happiness for other people also plays into creating your own happiness as an empowered empath. So just take time as you go throughout the day. What are the little things that you notice about people? And tell them those things. Tell somebody if you've noticed 
that they just got their nails done or just got their hair cut or, or wearing new makeup. And also, notice your environment. Maybe you're looking around right now and you're thinking, wow, if I just changed a little bit uh, about this in my environment, it could make me or the people around me feel more loved. Um, so just be observant and be thinking about that. That can make a huge impact in people's life when you are highly observant. I have another really funny story. Um, one of my dear friends, I, I won't say whose name is, but he's, he's quite famous and he has an extremely high IQ. And oftentimes people who are geniuses or savants have a naturally high IQ, but they struggle with the EQ. They see how things can be made perfect around them, but sometimes don't always understand how other people's emotions or feelings may be playing into it. I remember I was at an event talking with him and he said, you know, I really should have a t-shirt that says, I'm lefty, and you should wear a T-shirt saying I'm righty, meaning that he uses his left brain logic a lot, and I use my right brain logic a lot. He said, I really admire your ability to observe and notice how people are feeling, to notice how when somebody says something, it can create or influence or affect the environment. And he also said, that's why you're so good at what you do. And what I do, I run seminars, I run retreats, I do coaching for people. He said, you're so good at that because you're able to understand the environments that really help people be able to grow. You're able to look at somebody and see what they need and observe that. And I really admire that quality about you. So that's a really admirable quality that empaths can have. So use that as your strength. Notice how you can influence and impact other people for good just by noticing the things that are around them. Now, here's another one. Here's another sign that you're an empath, and it's one that oftentimes people view as a weakness, but it's such a strength. Another gift as an empath is that you're naturally sensitive, okay? Maybe as a child, like me, you were told a lot growing up, well, you cry too much, or, you know, you're too emotional, you're too sensitive, my story growing up, because I was told that by other people, is that there's something wrong with me. But what I've come to learn is my ability to be sensitive, my ability to feel emotions deeply, also allow me to be able to help other people heal. I was talking the other day with one of our clients, one of my clients that is deeply empathic. And he said, I just feel so much. I feel the pain of the world. I watch the news. I feel everything that I see, these horrible things that are going on. I feel so deeply. And I said to him, well, what's the advantage of that? He said, I just don't know. And I said, the, the level at which you feel is the level at which you can help other people heal. And through his work that he does, he helps people heal. He helps people be able to find their path to greater wholeness. And because he can feel so deeply, because he can understand what people are going through, he's able to help them heal. Because he can feel the sorrow, he's able to go to that depth and he's able to help them heal. So if you're an empath, you may notice that you're a natural healer, that you help people to heal from their sorrows that you help people to, or you can, you have the ability to help people overcome obstacles and things in their life that they're feeling deeply. Being naturally sensitive also allows you to be very compassionate. And compassion is such a huge gift in the world right now. It's the empaths that are those peacekeepers, that are those change makers, that are the ones that are fighting in a very peaceful way for a more harmonious world. 
And if you look at statistics, despite the craziness of COVID and things that are going out around in the world, our world is actually in a much better place than it was five or even 10 years ago. There's less violence. There's less hunger. There's less poverty. And why is that? Because there are people that are powerful empaths that are making a difference. Some of the people that are so powerful throughout history that were naturally sensitive, that were able to create this harmony and understand how people are feeling. And people like Mother Teresa, Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr. These are all people that fought for peace in a way that created harmony, that felt emotions deeply. And because they were so highly sensitive... They were able to provide healing and change in the world. And I really want you to hear this. If you're listening right now and you're an empath, there's a reason. You have this gift right now at this time in the world because you can create healing for people, healing in your family, healing in your friends, healing in the world because of your heightened ability to be sensitive and be and to feel things, okay? And just be really clear of what's yours and what's not yours and draw clear boundaries too. As an empath, I don't choose to watch the horrible news stories (laughs) that are out there oftentimes. I may read about them. I may hear about them other ways. Um, I choose to be informed, but I choose where to get my information and I choose what I watch and I choose who I'm listening to because as a highly sensitive person, that really impacts me. So set clear boundaries, but know that by being an empath, you can show so much compassion and provide healing in the world because you are so highly sensitive. Okay. And because you're empathic, you just understand other people. (laughs) You just get them. You understand what they're going through and you can be able to help them heal. Now, another sign that you're an empath is that negativity can be overwhelming. Again, a lot of people view this as a weakness. Oh, the world's just, there's so many negative things going on out there right now. You watch the news and you just feel in such despair and distress because things seem to be going wrong, right? That can be overwhelming to you. But the gift in that is, is that you can bring positivity to situations. You can bring positivity to things. You can bring love to things. And again, a really great thing to do is to set clear boundaries, to limit the amount of negativity that you like electively expose yourself to. This can include movies. It can include TV shows. I've noticed that sometimes when I'm watching a really negative show or I'm watching a series on Netflix and there's a lot of drama and a lot of violence, I feel that within me. There was a show that my husband and I, a series that we got into a while ago, and the series was all about teen bullying and these teens beating each other up. And I ended up feeling in so much distress and we would, we would watch this before we would go to bed and I've noticed I didn't sleep well. I'd have weird dreams all night. I'd wake up in the morning with a feeling of anxiety and tenseness inside of me. And I finally realized that it was because I was watching this show. And shows are really realistic and really good right now. And just notice how things impact you. So what I decided to do was I started reading a positive book every night before I went to bed, some kind of empowering words of wisdom and personal growth. And what I noticed is that instead of having 
these controversial dreams and not sleeping well all night, I would sleep great. I would wake up in the morning feeling refreshed and positive and ready to approach my day. Bring those gifts to the people you know, too. And you can be the one to say, hey, you know, let's watch this positive movie or this positive show instead of this negative one. Or if the people around you are choosing to watch a negative show and you know it's going to negatively impact you, leave. Go do something else. Stay in that positive state because it's from that state of positivity that you can be a lighthouse. So really navigate and notice if there's some negative things going on around you and bring some positive options. Bring some positive experiences to the people around you. Give them some options to be positive. Now, here's another sign that you're an empath. It's really easy to spot lies. You just know when somebody's not telling you the truth. You know when somebody's not being honest with you. It's just a feeling that you get inside. Again, this could be negative or positive. You could use this as like, wow, this person's lying to me. Or you can use it in a positive manner. And one of the things that I like to, words that I like to use is discernment. So if you're an empath, you have high levels of discernment. You know when somebody's being honest with you and when they aren't. This can come in really handy when you're making large purchases. (laughs) If you get an uneasy feeling and you don't feel good, you don't think that the person's being honest or straight with you, listen to that intuition. Follow through on that. Use your gift as an empath to say, I just don't feel good about this. And... You can also be really handy as a parent. It can be handy in your profession that you have. If somebody's not telling you the truth, then ask more questions. Get to the root of the, of the problem. And this doesn't always have to be done in a way where you think, where you say to somebody, I think you're lying to me. <laughs> it doesn't need to be done that way, but just do some more research. Ask some more questions. Dig a little deeper and use your compassion as an empath to realize that that person has, probably has something going on that's causing them to not be honest. And you can use your intuition to know if you are the person that can help that person <laughs> to find their honesty. Or if you're the person that just gets to say, well, you know, I'm choosing not to work with you. I'm choosing not to do business with you. Or I'm going to do a little bit of deeper research about this. So you have that built-in lie detector radar as an empath, which is a really powerful thing. It's also really great as a parent. (laughs) I can tell you as a parent of 10 children, having this built-in lie detector is really great too. And again, I don't use it to call my kids out on their lies. I use it just to ask more questions, to get more curious. When something doesn't feel quite right, I do a little bit of a deeper digging about this. All right. And you could be, you can notice lies because of the emotional cues that people give or just the environmental cues because you are so perceptive. Now, some other things as an empath, you're highly sensitive to medications or things that aren't foreign to your body. That can be uh, something that can be considered negative. But here's the positive side. As an empath, you're also very receptive and open to natural remedies and healing modalities. So what I found over my course of being a natural healer and being in Reiki for a decade plus is that people that are empathic are much more open to positive energy. So if you think you're an empath, rather than turning to medication every time, 
Or in addition to your medication, try some alternative healing techniques. Try sound healing therapy. Because you're so highly sensitive to sound and vibration, that can be really impactful in your life if you go to a sound bath or a sound healing ceremony. Um, Modalities like Reiki and energy healing can be really impactful for you because you are sensitive to energy because you're open and you're receptive to that. So use your use your your intuition to find a modality that might be right for you in helping you to be able to naturally heal. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is I'm highly allergic to some antibiotics. My body doesn't like antibiotics. So I've been able to find other natural techniques, remedies that really resonate with my body to be able to heal so I don't have to turn to antibiotics or to even use as preventative measures. I keep myself in high vibrational frequency in a state of gratitude. I monitor the negativity I'm around. I set clear boundaries around those so that I'm not taking on the negativity, so I'm not feeling that stress and the emotions that might make me um, feel depressed or need some kind of medication in my life. So just notice that that can also be a sign as an empath. And then, you know, what I really want you to hear today as we're talking about all of this again and recognize is that you being an empath is a huge gift to the world. You have so many tools and ways that you can really help people around you, that you can impact people's lives positively because you feel all these things, because you have these emotions. And make sure if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to my last radio program, make sure you go back and listen to that. Make sure you listen to how to be able to shield up as an empath so that you can stay in your own energy center, so that you can be a lighthouse instead of a sponge. And right now, if you're listening to the show, there's a couple of things that I want to leave you with today that you can use throughout the holiday season and throughout the rest of this year of 2021, 2022, and beyond as an empath. Number one, if you're wanting to explore more about energy healing, if you're wanting to explore more about tools and tips and techniques to shield up as an empath, please reach out to me. You can schedule a 20-minute consultation just to hop on the phone with me and talk about some tools, tips, and techniques and some ways that might be able to help you. It's really simple. Just go to schedulewithallison.com. That's schedulewithallison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N.com. And you'll be sent to a calendar link. I have just short appointments available. Just hop on the phone with me and talk to me. And please, Don't take this lightly. If you're feeling intuitively called to do it, do it. It's one of my greatest joys as an empath to be able to help you. (laughs) So remember that you're providing me a lot of joy and gratitude and uh, fulfillment in being able to do that as well. So you can go to schedulewithallison.com. And here are just some other really quick tools, techniques, and tips that you can also use as an empath to make sure that you are using this as a gift and not using it as an excuse or a weakness. So one of those things is just to make sure and give yourself gratitude every single day. Just placing your hands on your heart right now if you're listening, taking a deep breath in, and then just repeating out loud after me, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, and then I love you, I love you, I love you. Again, hand on your heart. You're saying this to yourself. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you, I love you, I love you. Give yourself gratitude. Gratitude for being an empath. Gratitude for listening to this show today. Gratitude for being here. 
show yourself the love and compassion that you so freely show the world around you. Give yourself that same love and compassion. And just know that if you're listening to this, I love you. That's right. (laughs) Wherever you are, I love you and I'm with you. And thank you so much for joining me today on Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, and learning skills and tools on how to become an empowered empath and empaths to unite to make the world a more harmonious and better place. I love you, and tune in next week. You'll get some more great tools, tips, and hear from people who are making a difference in the world. I'm Allison H. Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.